and welcome back to Dr. Drill's Making Motivation Podcast. My friends, today is the 27th of November, 2022. We're coming to the end of a glorious four-day weekend, Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, Spectacular. A lot of rich food, a lot of sitting around, a lot of getting things done, a lot of preparations for Christmas, and, uh, you know, preparations for the week ahead, and just finishing this year out strong. I think everybody, that'd be a good thing to do. We've been kicking ass, taking names throughout, which is always the goal, just trying to do our best, and as with any day and any month, year, season, there are things that you remember that you're you're proud of and you can hang your hat on. There's some times that you're like, fuck, man, that sucked. That's life. Enjoy it all. Enjoy it. Learn from it. Live it. Every day is another opportunity to enjoy this journey called life. So, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We did, you know. Went to my mother-in-law's over the river and through the woods. Just 20 minutes down the road. Maybe a dozen of us there. Stayed till about 8 o'clock at night. Ate our fill and then some. Made sandwiches the next day. Still have a little leftover. Made a turkey soup with some spice to it, some kick. That was freaking delish. Um, spent a lot of time with my family, with my dog. Bogey boy. My wife took him to meet his brother. Another dog from the same litter. These people, this young couple that uh, adopted. It was, the dog's name was Fitz. Um, now they call and, and Bogey was Fire. And now Fitz is called... Ace, because his black muzzle, there's a, it does actually look like the Ace of Spades, and then uh, Bogey, his Bogey, he's fire, he was fire, so they got, they met at what's called a sniff spot up in uh, Nazareth or something like that, basically it's somebody's backyard, and there's a big pile of leaves and some toys and shit, and the dogs just run around chase each other, and I mean, their coloring is completely different, Bogey's white with his gravy spots, right, and Fitz, or Ace, rather, he is um, black and brown, kind of like a Rottweiler's coloring, and they just, I didn't go, which wasn't up for the, the traveling, proud of myself. Now, I would have loved to have gone and, and seen this in action, but I did catch the video and a lot of images. My screensaver and my home screen on my cell phone, they both have have some pictures of Ace and Bogey. And so they played like fools, ran around, and seemed to have, seemed to remember each other. Now, Bogey and, and, and uh, and Ace, there's a picture of them like with the, like sleeping on one another, their heads together, like they're, they're litter mates, man. They were there 
when it all began in the womb. And uh, what a wonderful thing. My wife and daughter went up there and that was beautiful. So it's been a great holiday weekend. Feel well rested. Feel thoroughly uh, indulged. I did get to the gym a couple times. Got some really good workouts, like two-hour workouts. Just coming back from that now. I feel pretty good. I have a couple topics I'd like to talk to you about. Now, uh, something I'm very proud of that I was able to, to, to do, and always benefits me, is if I turn my attention to either reading or watching a show or a podcast. This guy named Lex Friedman I've mentioned before. You should check him out. He's on YouTube. He's like this uh, Ukrainian-American guy. And he's, or maybe Russian, I don't know. But he's campy 40. Or he's in around that. Brilliant dude. He, I think he's an AI engineer, really fucking smart guy. And he's Pala Joe Rogan. He does jujitsu. He does all these other things. But he has some of the greatest guests on there. And so I, I listen to his guests. They range from scientific minds to um, you know, he interviewed um, Kanye West, you know, who's kind of a controversial figure. He's interviewed a bunch of criminals. And so there was one guy named Johnson. Uh, uh, what the fuck's his name? Something Johnson. Brett Johnson. He was like, a, he's a cyber hacker. He's a hacker. Doesn't look like what you would expect a cyber hacker to look like. He's a, he's not a nerd or anything like that. Or oh, he is, but he's he's really smart. But he's not a. Uh, he doesn't look like a nerd. He's actually a hillbilly. He grew up in Kentucky, had a terrible upbringing. Um, so a lot of abuse had kind of made him the, the, the criminal. He was like in a criminal family where they would like give each other high fives and encourage, hey, I found out about this scam. Try this. You know, and he, so he talks about his upbringing. And he became basically what was the godfather of hackers. He... From all, from starting from like shoplifting and and scams with you know of every variety, low tech scams. This guy was a fraud from day one, and he graduated basically to compute messing with computers and scammed people for millions of dollars companies for millions of dollars that committed fraud in every way, correct, uh, uh, credit card scams, all this electronic shit, he was making a ton of money uh, being a fraud, and didn't have really other vices, he wasn't like a druggie or an alcoholic or anything like that, but he, this is what he was into, he made a ton of fucking money, and he lived a pretty uh, crazy life until he got caught. And so he speaks about uh, it. Doesn't it, that doesn't sound? It's interesting. It's fucking incredibly interesting podcast to listen to the Lex Friedman interview podcast of uh, with his guest uh, 
Brett Johnson. It's extremely entertaining. Interesting. If you're interested in like true crime and shit like that, this is great. And the guy now, by the way, is, uh, you know, he's repentant. He's changed his ways. And now he's he's basically the anti-cybercrime guy. So he's hired as a speaker and as a consultant with industry and teaches people basically how to avoid these scams, how to not, you know, get caught up in, in, in the scams. And so intensely interesting. Then... Uh, Somebody else mentioned, you listen to this guy, uh, his name is Robert Reeves. So he's on the Lex Friedman podcast. <clears throat> he was a, uh, he would, he was a pilot that flew drugs for Pablo Escobar years and years ago. And he talks about, again, making tons of fucking money, like a million dollars a flight or something like that having to have the problem to, to hide that money and invest it and, you know, the scrapes that he would get into and the, the, the land, landing strips that he had uh, in, the, in the land on the streets and, and in uh, jungles and shit like that, picking up and transporting these, this drug cargo. Again, he was not into drugs or drinking or anything like that himself. But this is the life that he led, and he did for a very long time until he was caught and incarcerated, and he's still, you know, he's got some stories to tell. Things that he's not necessarily proud of, but it was a life that he led, and he, he, he lived to tell about it. Extremely interesting, and I think it's worth your time. There's a lot to learn there. He's... Uh, both in both of these cases, these are men who had learned their lessons, um, and you know, fucked up time and time again. Right? They would, they they couldn't break free of these lives that they were they were leaving. They also um, that they were leading. They also make some pretty interesting commentaries on criminal the criminal world, like the people that they associated with. You know, you you they're not as you would assume them to be. They're not like the stereotypical criminal type folks. Like he, he you know, talked about Pablo Escobar, who was, depending upon who you talk to, either he was a like a Robin Hood type guy who helped the poor, um, stole from the rich and give to the poor, or he was a terrible killer of a man. So um, a lot of a lot of uh, real lessons here in both of these podcasts. I listened to him straight through about three hours apiece. I was listening to him for, for days, and I think it's time well spent listening to these interesting conversations. I'm glad I eased back into the podcast world. <clears throat> then I also downloaded a, a couple books from Audible. I have um, I have one uh, that's called The Empath and the... Um, what the fuck is that called? Empath... And the narcissist, right? Empath and narcissist by Melinda Stewart. I haven't got into that yet, but I'm currently listening to Fairy Tale by Stephen King, which is very interesting. Um, there are two little things, or a bunch of you know things as I'm taking in the story. It's basically about a young man 
who kind of has a challenging upbringing. Walt um, loses his mother, and his father's kind of a deadbeat, and he's otherwise a good student and athlete, and he meets a dog, and the dog saves its owner. It's an aged dog and an aged owner, and kind of some mysterious qualities to that, you know, the, the owner and, and uh, what he's up to, and so the owner, the, the dog saves this, this uh, its owner, but the boy is there and helps, you know, and so they, they make the paper and there's all kinds of, he, he learns, he, the boy falls in love with the dog, he's like a 17 year old or something like that, he just falls in love with this old dog, and uh, they spend a lot of time together, the man, uh, the owner was wound up in the hospital, so the boy is taking care of the owner and the dog and doing all the things like becoming close with this man and um, the story is developing but one of the things he said just an ex an excerpt in this uh, story the the um, the boy takes this old dog for a walk and the free I, I thought it was a beautiful phrase uh, he says that uh, the dog appreciated going out of its yard to sniff patches of grass sniff foreign patches of grass and what it communicated to me is about stepping outside of your comfort zone going on adventures traveling uh, being imaginative being um, looking for unique experiences outside of what you typically have like we get we all get very comfortable in our settings and that kind of can make us stale. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking about, I'm only like a few chapters into this book, but I'm thinking about this old timer who's like very, like a curmudgeon, mysterious, mean to people. You know, he's in harm's way, he's in the hospital, he has to rely upon this young man to help him. And there's this old dog who's obviously lived a life and seen all kinds of things and smelled all kinds of things with its primary sense of olfaction. And it's nice for that old dog, and important for that old dog and the old man and the boy who's kind of stuck in a rut to sniff patches of grass that aren't their own, you know? So, so anyway, good information. If we fill our lives with, with new information, with new stories, with um, interesting accounts, podcasts, conversations... That information that we we take in, we can then use it. it. It colors our world. You know, it's like you're sniffing a new patch of grass. Right. Final thing I want to talk about is um, as I'm walking on my, on my treadmill, two miles worth this morning at Planet Fitness. I'm glancing up, trying to you know shield myself from whatever's going on in the political spectrum, and taking in a little bit of. Uh, Food Network, and then there's this channel that's just like extreme sports with some musical background. Anyway, I caught this sport. Uh, they were talking about this quarterback from the Jets. The fuck is his name? Hutchinson. He's a freaking handsome, incredibly talented, athletic uh, man, young man. Maybe he's 20 or 22. 
and um, this is the guy who there was speculation or story out there that he slept with his mom's best friend or something like that that guy so there's a lot of um, he's just a magnet for for drama you know what I mean like not necessarily not, not himself but like just being the talk of the town being you know the starting quarterback for the New York Jets what's this guy's name but uh, he said something recently let me look up his name here you guys know who I'm talking about you follow sports Jets quarterback alright yeah so it's Zach Wilson this guy I mean I watched a little bit of a uh, behind the you know the NFL behind the scenes or whatever it was Zach Wilson just fucking strapping lad it's like 6 whatever 6'4 six, 6'5 six, big guy crazy uh, capabilities incredibly successful college career handsome you know just freaking uh, physical specimen and the Jets been losing the Jets have been losing, uh, or they, they were doing pretty well, but they lost their last few games, and Zach Wilson steps up on a podium for a post-game uh, presser, and whoever asked him said, do you blame yourself for, you think that, you know, you let your team down, which is kind of a dick question to ask, you know, but typical given our media today, and the guy says, uh, he goes, no, no, and then he stepped off the podium. And so, in that moment, obviously, the young quarterback, toast of the town, he's feeling like shit. He probably does take responsibility for the loss or contributing significantly to it. After all, the quarterback is supposed to be the leader of the team. But he's trying to, like, deny, like, he's, he doesn't want to say die, right? doesn't want to say or admit that he could be the problem. So you see that, you, you could see that you could tell he was dealing with, like, deliberating whether or not he was the, the, a big problem. He didn't want to face it. He didn't want to say, as a as a, a fine-tuned athlete that was, you know, programmed to, like, never say lose. You fucking win or you learn, you know what I mean? Like, he, he could not, he, he, I'm sure he's got humility and he actually knows that he fucked up, but, um... He didn't, he didn't want to admit the possibility. And because of that statement, there's a the, one of the pundits, the uh, sports guys said, they described it as um, he lost the locker room because some of the, the offensive players you know, that he throws passes to, they were like, oh, you don't want to take any responsibility, huh? You know, and, and so now they're basically throwing him to the dogs. These guys are like, wait a second, you don't you don't think you had any responsibility there, huh? And they're now they're talking shit. So losing the locker room. What does it mean to lose the locker room? I mean obviously it is what it is. He's losing the confidence of his team. Of his teammates. Of the guys that he has to work with every day. You know? It's like your boss doing something you know, you're a leader of whatever, a workforce, a sports team, a organization, and you do something that's majorly conduct unbecoming, like flies directly in the face of the of the mission that you're on. 
and then your underlings say, fuck this guy or gal, you know, they lost their way, you know, that's what they're doing to this guy, now, is that justified, I don't think so, I mean, obviously, the professional athletics is one of these arenas where you don't get, you know, you you can be cut immediately, if you don't perform, if you don't perform up to, up to and beyond standards, you're fucking, you're, you're going back to anonymity, you know, you could, you might never play another game, so, you know, they're all excellent athletes, all capable, you know, athletes with impressive performance and all this shit, but stranger things have happened than somebody, you know, just blowing an opportunity and losing that stage, losing that position, you know, going back to the minor leagues or whatever you you want to consider it. This is poor guy, Zach Wilson. He's going to have to, you know, there's another quarterback that was the pundit I'm talking about speaking on behalf. He was, I forget who it was, but he said, basically reminds me of me. You know, I had this opportunity and I, I didn't perform. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't deliver. And they took me out of it. Unfortunately, I had an opportunity to get in. You know, somebody got injured or they, they needed somebody, so they took another chance on me, and he delivered on that. But it's just that simple. It's just that quick that you can go, you know, you can fall from from greatness, you know, especially in professional sports. We would expect no less. And many people, especially, uh, you know, the most enthusiastic fans, will throw you the fucking wolves if you don't, um, if you don't meet their expectations, which is sad, but as I've often used the analogy, it's, it's kind of like, it's not dissimilar to, you know, gladiators in the fucking Roman Coliseum, one day you're the, you're everybody's favorite gladiator, and they're making dolls of you, and, you know, you're the toast of the town, and then you, whatever, you sprain your ankle, and you, you know, fuck it, kill him! He's a loser. He's no good. And all the kids fucking hate it, hate you, and you can't get laid anymore, and all this stuff. That's 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 at the at the top of the of society. You know, that's that's how unforgiving certain certain um, jobs. Like we we have no fucking sympathy for somebody who drops a pass in the big game. Fortunately, society is a little more forgiving than that in the day-to-day with the rest of us plebeians. So you still gotta, you know, gotta watch your shit, you know, so you don't lose the locker room. What does it take to regain that locker room for this young man? I'm sure he had a conversation with his team. I'm sure that he's, you know, been humbled and is content to go back out there and practice and in games and you know, train and wait for his next opportunity to uh, take the helm, and I hope he does. I wish him luck. I don't like when people, uh, you know, assassinate the character of a, of a guy who's just starting out in the in the pros. That everybody knows, maybe a little bit too good to be true, that he's going to have holes in his game. So that, but they don't give him any. They expect greatness immediately, right? And we, as a society. And as fans expect that immediately, right? 
if you're going to play on this level, well, you got to be, yeah, you know, when he's making passes and looking like a stud out there, everybody's his biggest fucking fan, Carson Wentz, right? And everybody hates Carson Wentz, has no faith in the guy. Part, some of that might be earned, you know, some of that, that might be injuries, some of that might be unrealistic expectations that we have of our heroes, I've talked about that before. That, you know, going back to the podcast thing with the uh, Lex Friedman interviewing villains, you know, people who are, you would, you know, typically regard as a scumbag. When you think about a, a cyber criminal, what do you think of? You know, these Russian, you know, <clears throat> infiltrators that are on there trying to, you know, influence elections and steal votes and, you know, hack into your company and take money and nerds. Somebody with a hood, hoods, with their hood up, sitting on a laptop in a dark room, you know, in his tech space, and they're just reading the plays, speaking a language that few people do at that level, and they're just taking things from you. And they're, they might not even have a face, you know what I mean? They're like, they're hidden, mysterious. You think about a drug smuggler, a pilot that would do something like that. You think about somebody who's, wow, you think about the, the however many kilos that you pack on that plane that you do this, that you deserve anything you get for that. You know, think of all the people, the victims, the addicts that, you know, do that cocaine or whatever the fuck it is. You think about what a terrible human being, what terrible human being would sell their soul like that. And what I like about Lex, um, and what I like about this book I'm reading, Fairy Tale by Stephen King, is that there are some flawed characters. What I like about Zach Wilson and you and me and our society is that there are some flawed characters out there that are far more complex than we give credit. You know, they're not. Everyone's got good and bad within them. And very few people are the purest of either. You know what I mean? They're not unmovable from those roles. It's tough. You know, it's hard to deal with that sometimes when you think like, okay, I'm going to label this person or this character as like a, a pure villain when in fact they might have redeeming qualities and some reasons as to why they behave that way. And um, it's interesting just to see another side. It is sniffing a foreign patch of grass, you might say. Love and respect. Huh!